This gospel takes place after the resurrection. It's one of the post-resurrection appearances that Jesus makes to his apostles. And by the time this gospel rolls around in the story of Jesus' life, Simon Peter has been through a lot. He's a man who, first of all, gave up his entire livelihood to follow Christ. He had his ups and downs along the way. He denied Jesus three times on that night of Holy Thursday into the morning of Good Friday. And he was among the very first to see the empty tomb. And today, back at the Sea of Galilee, where all of it had sort of began, Simon Peter and a number of the other apostles decide that they are going fishing. They're going back sort of to their normal old way of life. And yet, of course, this apparition of Jesus throws their whole day for a loop. He has this appearance on the shore. The apostles realize it's Jesus. Peter jumps in and swims and greets him. Jesus invites his apostles to have breakfast. And then over the course of that meal, Jesus has this conversation with St. Peter. A conversation that seeks, you could say, to rehabilitate him into the fullness of his discipleship. Jesus is trying to show Peter in these conversations and his words that he is still loved despite his denials and despite his sinfulness. He wants to show Peter that he is still worthy of receiving God's love and his friendship. And Jesus does this in those three questions that he poses to Simon Peter. Do you love me? Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He asks Peter three questions, one for each time he denied Jesus. There's a direct connection between those two events. And it's interesting the words that Jesus uses. And in English, it's just said love, love, love each time. And the nuance is rather lost in the translation to the English. But Jesus uses actually different words in each of those three questions to signify a rather significant point. Now, brothers and sisters, the ancient Greeks had three different words for love. They had, and sort of corresponding to three different levels of love, you could say. You had filial love, the love of friendship. Think Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Filial love, the love of eros, which was the love of romance. And finally, the love of agape, the highest level of love, self-giving, self-sacrificing love. And the first two times that Jesus asked Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He asks him, Simon, son of John, do you love me, agape? Do you love me in the fullest way you possibly can? Do you love me, agape? And each of those first two times, Peter replies with, yes, Lord, you know that I love you filially. It's it's, it's if Jesus is saying, Simon, son of John, do you love me with your whole heart, soul, mind, body, and strength? And Peter's like, yeah, bro, you know I love you, man. You know, that's, that's basically what he's saying. And the reason Simon says that is because he knows that he is unworthy to love Jesus agape. He hasn't done so throughout his journey with Jesus. Again, most prominently, he's thinking about his denial of Jesus three times the night before he died. He doesn't feel that he can love Jesus as he should. He doesn't feel worthy of receiving Jesus's agape that Jesus had given to him most prominently on the cross. And yet what's interesting, brothers and sisters, is that third time that Jesus asks him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Jesus says, okay, do you love me filially? 
And that's why Peter is so distressed, brothers and sisters. He realizes that Jesus has just stooped to his level. He has lowered himself. Again, Peter knows that he is imperfect. He knows that he screwed up. And he feels so unworthy that Jesus would stoop to his level. Because he knows that he doesn't deserve anything more than that. He's troubled so much by receiving, if anything, a great gift. He doesn't feel he is worthy to receive. I think there's always a part of us that can get a little embarrassed, maybe, or upset if someone gives us a great gift or bestows on us some great praise that we don't feel worthy of receiving. Again, it maybe aligns with our sense of justice that we should get what we deserve in life, and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes I think that can get in the way of receiving a gift or receiving a grace that someone wants to give us. Peter, in this case, is rather troubled by the free and undeserved gift of God's very life because he knows that he isn't worthy of it. But brothers and sisters, we cannot let our sense of unworthiness get in the way of God loving us because all of us are sinners, brothers and sisters, and yet we still have a God who delights in us despite our frequent falls from grace. You know, it's important to remember that we on our own power do not make ourselves worthy of God's love. We cannot do that on our own power. It is God, rather, who does this for us. Look at our first reading. We were here that the apostles were made worthy by God to suffer persecution for the gospel. This was God's doing and not theirs. God's love and his mercy are not things that we can earn or that we might deserve. We have a God who loves us anyway. It is he who makes us worthy simply because he wants to. It is he who bestows and he who gives from the goodness of his heart, with no other pretext, condition, or ulterior motive, purely from the goodness of his very being itself. That can be hard for us to grasp, because so often our love to one another has conditions attached to it, or strings, that it's contingent on other things. We often do not love or receive love in the way that Jesus wants us to. Or maybe even on the other side of the coin, we, don't, we aren't the most eager sometimes to bestow mercy to others, especially those who seemingly deserve mercy the least. But Christ shows us that we must, brothers and sisters, because Jesus was under no obligation to forgive Simon Peter today. He he was under no obligation to do it. He did it simply because he wanted to. Again, too often our charity is withheld over grievances and wrongs, some of which are very, very real. But Christ reminds us that we must move beyond them. Because Jesus also didn't just forgive Peter. He forgave his persecutors and even the other apostles who ran away. All of them were still worthy of love and mercy in Jesus' eyes. And that is how God loves us brothers and sisters. It's the same love that would go after a lost sheep and leave the 99, search after a lost coin and embrace the prodigal son. It is a love that fights for us, that is willing to bleed, willing to die even for our well-being, even as we spit in his face in response. God's love is freely given to us. There's a certain recklessness to it, as the song says. And our love for one another should manifest those same qualities. It's the love that goes out of its way to serve, to surrender, 
and to sacrifice, whether that's in marriage or friendship or for just a random person that we encounter in our day. That is the love that moves mountains, changes hearts, and heals wounds. So brothers and sisters, Christ shows us not only how to give love today, but to receive it properly as well. And if you and I maybe feel, uh, if we feel unworthy sometimes of receiving God's love, or struggle with how God could possibly be merciful to us, let us journey today with Simon Peter and see Christ stooping down to us, loving us as we are capable of loving him. And may all of us treasure the unconditional love of Christ who gave his life so that we might be made worthy to be his sons and daughters.